Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. Kind of rainy in certain areas, depending on where you're at. A uh, few few hard showers coming in this morning, but uh, they're passing through. We've got more rain coming today. But anyway, thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. And our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather right now. It's 66 down on the island in Galveston. And uh, today they're calling for areas of patchy fog early, showers early, then cloudy in the afternoon with a high of 69. Southerly winds at 10 to 20. And that rain chance 50% tonight. Pretty much foggy again. Low of 63. South, southeast 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, overcast with rain showers at times. Thunder is possible. High of 69. South-southwest winds at 10 to 20. The rain chance tomorrow down on the island is 60%. So uh, a little messy, but at least it's not cold. All right, looking at tides for today, we're on four of them. We're sitting on a high right now at the Galveston Channel. It was a 1.1. Our next tide is a low at 10.20 a.m. It's a negative 0.8, a high at 6.07 p.m. and 0.9, and then a low at 10.12 p.m. and 0.7 7.02 a.m. sunrise, 6.04 p.m. sunset, and our moon phase is new. It's 0% visibility. All right, looking at um, the Galveston Channel, it's 67 degrees down there with 61-degree water, a south wind at 9 to 20, and uh, barometric pressure is slightly falling at 29.89 inches. Eagle Point at 72 degrees with 63-degree water, south wind at 11 to 15, and up in the north end of the complex, Morgan's Point, it's 66 degrees with 63-degree water with a south wind at 5 to 8. Barometric pressure, 29.88 inches and in falling. So it's uh, one of those days. Anyway, do what you can. All right, well, let's uh, head over to Sabine area and check in in the Golden Triangle with Captain Bill Walker and see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Bill. What's going on, man? <laughs> Hey, you're doing all right over here on this end, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I believe a fella could catch some fish this morning. Probably Absolutely. could. Absolutely. Probably yeah. could. If I had somebody wanted to go, I believe I could catch them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh. be that as it may, it's funny how everybody wants to go when it's weather is so bad you can't go. And then when you've got... Pretty decent weather, and I don't know though. It might be, it might rain today. We've had some rain come through last night. Man, we'll just see what happens. But I think we've got a cold front coming in pretty quick, and yeah. uh, it's supposed to get down to uh, somewhere around thirty-seven. 
Like yeah, that's what I'm Tuesday seeing. Wednesday. Anywhere yeah. from depending, you know, north of town, 30, 32, then, you know, along the coast, 38, 40, you know, just it's going to cool down again. Yeah, that's all right. Those fish will be a little bit safe for a little bit longer. Yeah, Mother Nature's uh, protecting them pretty good right now. Yeah, she is. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, I do uh, I do know of a couple of guys that have gone out and uh, done some scouting trips and caught some fish. Mm. Uh, some pretty nice ones. A couple of 20-inchers. And, uh, and I, shoot, I caught one that was 21. But... Uh, the numbers haven't really gelled yet. They're just starting to they're starting to get together down uh, down south. Yeah, and uh, there was they did catch a few over at uh, all on the ship channel on the uh, like Texaco Island, Taylor's uh, Bio area. There's a few fish over there, but that, that that's just. They're they're starting to show up in better and better numbers as we go along. Yeah, they'll they'll stage up once they all get where they want to be. And of course, the ever present redfish they're they're always around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can find them just about any time this time of year. Although uh, the other day we went on a little scouting trip and. Man, I mean, they were the water was so low that they had finally pulled off the shorelines. Yeah, and then we had all those glass minnows. And you know what? You know what else we had out there? Three inch to two and a half inch worms, and I think that might have been sand eels. Probably, yeah. Thousands, thousands of them. Or sand eels or sand worms? What would that be? They're kind of pinky looking color or sand. Yeah, color? And, it, and as they get bigger, they'll get kind of a brown, you know, a light brown, blondish brown. Yeah, uh, right. That's sand eels, and that that used to be the big thing over there this time of year. Is they got bigger, and that's why everybody used to, when all that dredging was going on down there on the lower end of the lake. When everybody dragged across that shell out there, they'd drag in yes. big old culprit bass worms, you know, trying to imitate a sand eel i mean I, I think wayne vinton even come out with some kind of bait he poured called a sabine snake or something like that and <laughs> they'd, they'd drag those behind the boat and catch fish and and uh i did it a couple of times said well man why don't they bite the other way i just turned around and started fishing like i do over here i said man they're eating eating these shad tails and and uh bass assassins up <laughs> you know just freestyling yeah. Fishing like we normally do, working a bait along the bottom, hopping it off that shell. But uh, yeah. it was so easy. Man, I used to watch well, people you... just, they just holding their rod in their hand, dragging it like a croaker on the bottom and catching seven, eight-pound trout like that. It's crazy, man. That was it unreal. worked best when on an incoming tide and uh, somewhere between six to nine foot of water over that. Yeah. Well, all them up and downs, that's just solid, just ridges and humps by the thousands out there in that open water. And and the faster you drift, the more fish you'd catch. Yeah, you catch the south wind blowing, and it could be southwest. Yeah. And you'd get against those houses over there and oh, yeah. drop your bait in the water and just let the wind blow you. And, yeah, you uh, could uh, you'd catch them in a 40-mile-an-hour wind. It didn't even matter. Oh, it didn't matter. And old Frenchy would, he would turn the steering wheel of his boat where that boat would go straight downwind. Yeah, and, and have the rods out the back. As, <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd have four cross back there. And uh, that was that was fun way of fishing. We did have a good time doing that. But you lose a lots of lead heads. Some days, I mean, the idea was to just tick the top of that shell. But if you let it dredge oh you you'd, yeah you had to up. let the right amount of line out to keep it just off the bottom you know you had to figure it out yeah or hold your rod up yeah, higher it, or whatever you know and it, uh, it was really there's crazy. enough lead on the bottom of that lake down there you could mine it 
I do believe you're right. I'm telling you. I'm, oh, I'm, <laughs> I know guys that lose 50 to 100 jig heads a day down there. Oh, yeah. Running yeah. parties on that. 50 packs and 100 oh. packs of jig heads, man. That's nasty. Oh, man. Yeah, you're constantly <laughs> tying, tying lives. But, uh, it, hey, it, uh, it was a, a workable pattern. Yeah, it was. And, and there'd be 40, 50 boats out there, man, just dragging all oh, through yeah. each other, catching fish. It was stupid. <laughs> yeah. You catch it. Sometimes you'd be like sailboats. You'd catch each other's wind and, and lose your yeah. wind and <laughs> stop the boat. <laughs> Boy, you'd get hung up then for sure. Yeah, if that boat slowed down, you were hanging up. But we did catch some really nice trout doing that. I mean, there was a couple of days I caught them 28, 29 inches like that. Oh, yeah. we we That was common. You see a lot of that down there on that end. Them fish just pile up with them flushes, you know, the floods. And, boy, they would, they'd be thicker than flies out there. I just wonder if that's going to happen again this year. I don't that's know. It, it, I, you know. hadn't heard about it in a long time. Of course, I never come over there and try any of that anymore. I mean, you're the one that, you know. You you always yeah, have them we, located somewhere else where you don't need to do that, but uh, it uh, you know who knows. Well, we have uh, we have tried it, and on those flood years when uh-huh. we had a lot of fresh water coming down there, but it seemed like the fish were setting up in a different area. They would either be down toward Lighthouse or you right know, over on the Louisiana side somewhere and. And it didn't work for several years. The conditions seemed to be the same. A lot right. of fresh water. And it always took fresh water to put them there. But I just think back night, then there was just so many fish then that you could stop anywhere out there and just start dragging a worm and catch them. I mean, that's just how thick they used to be. Darn near it. And I mean would, solid uh, fish, man. You know, four four to six pounders, very prevalent. Yeah, we would... Uh, well, we would start off, uh, and, and the way we would key was which color of roof house we'd have over there on the shoreline. Uh, I'm, right. I'm running off the blue Line house, up. or I'm running yeah. off the, the <laughs> green house, or just off the red roof house, or, you know, we had one that had a gold tip on it, with the brass-looking roof. Right. <laughs> key off of that one. and uh, But then it all just, all of that just went away. Yeah, it did. But this might be a year that it'll come back. Who knows? And, boy, but, between uh, the two goalposts, you know, that used to be a oh, good yeah. drift. There's some big-time up and downs going way out into the lake past that. Everybody wouldn't – I'd keep drifting and get way out there in the middle of nowhere uh, between those two sunken barges, and it just kept getting better and better. I said, how many fish are in this bottom end of this lake right now? This is stupid. It was ridiculous. It was. Yeah. It was not hard to catch 25 or 30 or 40. I mean, pretty easy. Yeah, per drift. Yeah, you just good. make a long drift, start in them piers, and then just let that south wind carry you out in the middle of nowhere. You catch them the entire way. Never get out of them. Yep. Just go through pockets yeah. of them. Well, that's, uh, that may happen. Uh, I will. I will be checking it. You can bet on that. Yeah, and that'll that'll have Maybe. to be Texas limits. Oh yeah, most you know, of that. Half of that, and uh, you know, you got to prove. Well, I don't know. I don't know how that works down there. I'm scared to keep anything when I go down there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no damn yeah. ticket. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember one of. The, one of them boys that I knew drifted up on me one day, and he said, hey, I'm Texas Game Warden. Pull over. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he was in a little old runabout-looking boat. I thought, man, that's just too that's too sneaky. But it, it wasn't Game Warden. He was just yeah. spoofing me. Right. But uh, yeah, And sometimes you kind of wonder where you are out there. You know, the, the line comes off the bridge and kind of goes over toward the Texas side for a while. And then right. it bends and goes out into the lake back to the right. And uh, if you're not paying attention, 
you could wind up being on the wrong side of the lake. Yeah, if they, you know, they wanted to be real serious about that imaginary line there, they need to put buoys out right on top of their coordinates all the way from the bottom end to the top end of the lake. <laughs> I know what the game warden told me. He said, we he know says, where it's at. They know where it's at, and it's, well, it's wherever <laughs> yeah. they say it is. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. He had a page, of, he had a, a printed sheet of coordinates. <laughs> Oh, where, Lord. where the line was, and I said, oh, really? Come that's, on, guys. That's splitting hairs, isn't it? <laughs> that's splitting hairs. They, they it is. not too bad about giving you a ticket if you're out there around the line. Right. You know, but if you're up close to the shoreline, they're going to pop you. Oh, yeah. Let me knock this break out. I'll be right back, buddy. Hang on a second. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Just because we get around Talking about my generation Things ain't do look awful Talking about my generation I die before I get old Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 418 here in the Bayou City. Bill, we are back. Thanks for the hold. All right. Well, who are you for in the Super Bowl? You got a team? Man, if I was betting on it, it man, it's really a coin toss. I, you know, it, on paper, it's all close. It looks so good. I don't know, man. I kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards San Francisco. You know, giving them the edge. Yeah. You know, and I hate to even bet against my home. He's Texas boy and everything, and and uh, but I don't know. I'll just watch it and enjoy <laughs> it. You know. I think yeah, I don't have a dog in the hunt this year. I'm I'm not for either side, so it'll yeah, my, just be my dogs are sitting at home this, this <laughs> week. But <laughs> hey, yeah. there's always next year. But no, it's always uh, is next year. It, it's it's just a good excuse for a party, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there Everybody you go. Over and cook some good food and enjoy good times together. That's right. That's exactly right. That's kind of what I'm going to do. I don't think I'm going to throw one. I think I'm just going to visit a couple of them. <laughs> just move around. Yeah. Well, that's true. But I, And I've been invited to a bunch of them. All right. If I, made, if I, if I hit and made all of them, I would uh, get to watch about two plays and move on to the next one. <laughs> no, I'm just going to yeah. chill out and Stay at home, have a few friends over, and just uh, make the most of it on a rainy day. Yeah, that's it's probably going to be kind of crummy weather anyway. They say it might clear out a little bit by the time the Super Bowl comes here, but yeah, uh, I don't know when it's going to rain early. I think, but uh, fishing fishing is kind of shut off there for the weekend. Yeah, it's uh. I was looking at the tournament results down south in that uh, Legends tournament down there, and uh, nobody busted eight pounds yesterday. I figured, you know, there'd be a couple at least, but there was, I think there was two over seven. There was one that was almost eight, a 774. That's about a 712. That's a pretty good fish. That's a good fish, but uh, it's, uh, it is what it is. I haven't seen one here like that in the last few years. Yeah, it's just uh, but, uh, hopefully we're headed there. But a, a friend of mine caught one last uh, last summer that was 28, a little over 28. Yeah. I mean, there's and still a few of those, uh, you know, around. It's just, they're just not real, real common because there's not a lot of them. No. No, I... Uh, we used to catch a few every once in a while when there was a lot of them, but I'll tell you what, thinking back on it, I've caught some big fish from one end of that lake to the other, from the jetties to the, oh my, we had, uh, we had several in the nine pound class, a little over nine, released most of them. And, it just, yeah, those you know, will be released fish now for sure. 
Yeah, they will. So what did they finally settle on as far as the upper limit that you thirty keep? inches? Is it thirty? Yeah. Well, keep keep one over thirty a, a day till they come out with a stamp for twenty twenty five. And uh, well, that ought to that ought to keep there won't be a lot of those kept. <laughs> no, no. But at least you know, at thirty inches, somebody catches a thirty. You know, here on the upper coast, that's going to be a ten pound fish if it's got any health to it at all. And that, yes. you know, if somebody wants one for the wall, there it is. And yeah, wow. But uh, you think you know, about the cutoff that. will be twenty inches, so all those fish from twenty to thirty inches, they'll be able to build and come back and uh, yep. give us some uh, a better age class of fish or, or a more vast age class of fish. And uh, when they lay eggs, they lay millions of them. Yeah, when you think about it, if you're going to make the cutoff at a 25-inch fish, why not just go all the way and make it 30? Yeah. That way, if you really catch one of those, you get one that's 31 inches, that's, you know, but even then you don't have to keep that fish. You can release it and uh, and get a replica. You can, but, they uh, look pretty, you know, a replica versus a skin mount is no comparison in my books. It doesn't, doesn't look <laughs> yeah. real to me. It looks pretty fake. Yeah, it, I guess it depends on who does it. I've seen some. Best thing to do really, is just take really a picture of it and re- release it and uh, have the picture enlarged and frame it and put it on your wall. Yeah, it'd be That's it would be deal. hard for me to it'd be hard for me to kill a fish like that. Boy, it used to not I mean, be. <laughs> we used to whack them and stuff. No, <laughs> oh, we had them. Yeah. They were everywhere. <laughs> We filleted the heck out of them. <laughs> String them around. Oh, man, oh, man. Yeah. My problem and was that, I could never afford to have a 10-fish stringer mount. I run out of money on five fish on my best stringer ever. I just had five of them mounted. I couldn't afford to have all 10 of them done. <laughs> oh, no. I like to pass oh, no. out when I got the bill on that. Mm-mm. Get oh, man. more bang for your buck mounting a deer, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, a good fish mount done right, it'll last a lifetime. You might have to have it repainted every once in a while. Yeah, mine looks really ragged. I've got them on the back patio. They're out in the moisture and the heat and the cold and everything else. All the fins are broke up on them and tails are bent and, you know, from... (laughs) You know, hanging them up in the shows, hauling them to fishing shows and boat shows and all that. And that, that's what we had them yeah. done for was, you know, to dress up our booth with them and show it off and get somebody to go, well, I'm going to go with him. He catches a lot of big trout, throw them photos yeah. out with it. And, and there used to be oh, a market yeah. for that up here. I mean, people booked you strictly for that, just for catching big fish. And, that's uh, true. And uh, when those went away... My clientele went away with it, which I'm I'm fine with it. I had a good run. I'm good to go. Yeah. If I want to catch some big fish, I'll just head south and go with one of my guide buddies down there and make a wade. There you go. They got them down there. But even they, do. even they don't have as many as they used to. Oh, no. There's no comparison. But they're coming back. Their, their habitat's in better shape, water quality, everything. And uh, they manage it properly. Those guys all yeah. got together years back, and and uh, they went with that 20-inch rule. If they caught anything 20 inches or better, it went back in the water. You know, if somebody wanted to keep fish for table fare, they'd put them on pencils. Well, and it made a sadly, difference. sadly, I can't do that over here. I wish I could. No. But. I mean, it's the, it's the shape the upper coast is in. I mean... This place has taken a beating for the last 10 years, maybe longer than that. <laughs> yeah. It's been a cycle of maybe. Uh, terrible, terrible uh, conditions. Look look at all the habitat lost. I mean, Galveston Bay lost over 20,000 acres of oysters since Hurricane Ike. That's and terrible you when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, 20,000 acres, that's a lot of live shell on the floor of a bay system. That's a water filtering system, a... A bait fish magnet, I mean, reproduction-wise, I mean, everything. And uh, Yeah. 
I mean, that'd be like, you know, putting a high fence up out in the middle of nowhere with not a tree on it and trying to grow deer on it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Just, you know, no yes, cover, yes. no nothing for them. And we have, we have the, the chemical factors that are in the water that we don't yes. even know what effect that's had. Well, we had two big game changers with that Reform 8 collision spill with that barge and that ship. And then the uh, ITC fire with all the firefighting foam and all the chemicals that came out of that into the channel and spread out all through the bay. And uh, wow. that, uh, man, that came at a bad time because we were just trying to recover from Harvey, you know. And uh, it is what it is. And as I'm, I feel bad for the future for, for a lot of, these young guys that are really out there gung ho, and I mean, then they really think this is good. They just had they don't know <laughs> what good is, and you know, I was fortunate no. enough to live through all of it and see it all from from the worst to the best. I mean, it's not like it was great back in the day too. We had some lean times through freezes and oil spills when they shut the bays down and chemical spills, and it just uh, that's the price you pay, you know, for where we're located. You know, in these uh, industrial areas with all the chemical plants. And then, you know, look at the city of Houston. What a monster. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. a lot of people. And it's grown and grown and grown. Yeah, it's lots of people fishing. Yes. And, you know, right now, I've seen, I've seen it, Mickey, where it was way more crowded over here than it is right now. Oh yeah. Uh, bass fishing has taken a lot of pressure off of us by being, here you too. know, Rayburn and Toledo being well, being there's up there. There's more freshwater fishermen than there are saltwater. You know, it's 10 oh, to there's one. no doubt about that. And a lot it's, of them it's do pretty both. sad to say this day and age that uh, you can actually legally keep more bass than you can speckled trout. How about that? <laughs> that seems think crazy, that. right? Yeah, think about that. Uh, it does seem odd. You really think about does. what used to be. We didn't even have limits, and then now we've got limits. And then yeah. they're just becoming more and more stringent all the time. Yeah, we went from no limits, then to 20, then to 10, then to 5, and now we're going to 3. But it, uh, and, and you think about this, the, the bass fishermen, it's hard for them to want to kill a bass. There's a there's a few people that fish for bass to eat, yeah. but mostly it's just sport fishing. And you know if 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 it hadn't gone that way, there wouldn't hardly be any bass in those lakes. True. If they were, yeah. Well, there was a time in the state. Time. Well, really, a country, you know, nationwide, the the bass took a beating, and uh, that's, oh, they did. They had to uh, they had to change their ways, or they wouldn't have a fishery. Yeah, when they first opened Rayburn in Toledo, there was uh, people were oh, eating God. a lot of bass. Oh wow, it was just incredible. How about Livingston? <laughs> that yeah, jungle. same thing. I mean, you'd go in there and you'd have a five pound average, and you weren't even on them good. I mean, that was just crazy. It was. Hey, did you hear anything about a bass over your way caught in a Sabine River, fifteen plus pounds? No, I've seen a couple of thirteens. Uh, Pictures on Facebook, thirteen plus share lunkers. But uh, yeah, I saw those three that were caught on the same day: OHIV and in that Lake Nakanichi or whatever it's called, and then Rayburn. But yeah, I was uh, scrolling through Facebook this morning. It popped up, and I couldn't find it again. It showed a guy weighing it and holding it up, and he's shoving it through the lens. If you got a fifteen pound bass in your hand, why do you have to shove it through the lens? You know, that's just uh, that makes no sense. No need. But, it's uh, as big as a dinner platter anyway. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> thing was as wide as he was long and uh, said 15-something on the scale. But uh, then I, I can't find it again. But it said it's caught in the Sabine River. Wow, that's, that's something now. That's a toad right there. Yeah, for the, but for it the river bass. That, yeah, oh, he, didn't, he didn't share lunker it, huh. apparently. So maybe well, it wasn't. Maybe if it was real, it, it'll show yeah. back up again. That's the bad thing about social media. People putting all kinds of false stuff up on it. 
unless TPNW releases the numbers, you know, and the weights and the pictures on it, then I don't believe it. Can't That's believe everything true. you see. <laughs> no, the stuff gets photoshopped a lot. Oh, it does. It's every once in a while you see it's a gotta trout be true. I saw it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bonjour. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah. I can believe everything you see on the internet. Right. I'm pretty yeah. sure that Satan lives there. <laughs> uh, you think? Yeah, I think. he's a lot more prevalent than the, these days than he was when we were growing up. It's uh, that's time true. Changed. Oh man, and not for yeah. the better. No, it's not for the better at all. all. Right. Wild Bill Watkins, I guess uh, <laughs> here you go. It's coming up on a break already, and and uh, well, who are you going to pull for in the Super Bowl? Or are you just kind of neutral too? No, I'm just going to be neutral. I, yeah. I, I'm, I think I'll root for whoever gets ahead. <laughs> I'm going to pull for whoever like, it is right at the end of the game has got a chance to come back and win it at the end. That's what that's the kind of game I want, you know, a field goal. Yeah. Or actually have to score a touchdown and then and score two extra points to win it, something exciting like that. Put that yeah, on just one of those uh, John Elway or Roger Stallback drives together with like a minute and a half left. Yeah, there you go. I, I just hope it's a good game yeah. for everybody. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm looking for. A good right, tight game. Well, if somebody well, wants to come yourself, over and fish. Buddy. Yeah, you too, Bill. Somebody wants to come over and fish with you. Give them some info, man. Four zero nine six seven three nine two one one. Or fishbanelake dot com. That's it. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend, Thank Bill. You. Appreciate it. Later. All right. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, girl, we couldn't get much. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 436 here in the Bayou City. Let's go up to Conroe and check in on Fish Dude this morning. Richard, how you percolating? You know, I'm going good. It's just that dang grain ain't here yet. So no, but you got a wad of it coming later. I don't know when it'll hit there, but radar don't look good out west of you. But before we get busy talking about fishing, had a text from a listener a while ago. Said, please tell Richard he's getting some puppy chow today for his new refugees. <laughs> good deal good How about deal that? ain't nothing wrong that's great i mean he, he's helped me out before so i, I love yep. it i mean that's yeah 214 area code i don't know who it is yeah. i don't have him in my phone but uh seems to be a good samaritan and uh, he is he's, he's helped but, me uh, out in the past i mean good night but i, I sure could use it too because fish dudes I, rescue I, center <laughs> i guarantee you boy i'll tell you it's horrible isn't it but I, it I is it's it. pitiful I got to tend to them. That's the main thing. But I just need to find a new home for them. You know, like somebody say, dump their dog out on the side of a road would dump their kid out. That's just the way I look I, at it. That's, that's the way terrible. I think. I mean, terrible. good night. That's horrible. But it's, uh, you know, it's one of those one of those things where, like I say, I, we, uh, just, I guess I'm too weak-hearted. I don't know what it is. That's just, I can't let them ha- ha- do that, you know. So I'll try to find them a new home. That's the that's the main thing. If I can find them a new home, we're we're in good shape. So it won't. That's that won't hurt my feelings either. Because I got I got room to take them what in. What kind of dogs are they? They Heinz fifty sevens or what? <laughs> well, probably. But I mean, they look like they got <laughs> Malamutes. Them, they got, yeah. They, well, they got them face whiskers like the uh, Schnauzer does. So yeah. you know, this is and I I can't tell how big they're going to be or anything because they're just you know they're just pups. So. But it's, uh, you know, they got, got them big old hairy faces, so I don't know. I've seen them, seen some of them dogs that have been real tall, seen some of them that just been a little bitty short ones. So right now it seems like yeah, they're going to be, be a, anywhere from a, you know. I know. A shih tzu of, you know. A, yeah, well, they ain't quite like that. So, uh, but they're, a wire-haired terrier. I it's mean, more they're, like they're, those wire hair terrier types yeah. is what it looks like. So, right. But it's, uh, you know, because their coloration's off a little bit and all. They look like they're going to be big dogs or? Not really. Not really. I think they're going to be kind of small to medium. Yeah. Yep. So, and they're, you know, they're just little fur balls right now. So, 
that's the main thing. They got they got pot bellies already, so because that's like when the male lady come back through here and she said I threw them some chips and they ate them because she's she's scared <laughs> to death of dogs. <laughs> yeah, well she's she's scared to death of dogs because she'll pull in the driveway and drop something off, won't even get out because all my dogs come up and you know we let them run around and they they'll come up and gang up around the car and she she thinks they're going to attack her. She just won't. She didn't realize they want food. <laughs> They're always hungry. That's one. My lab's been barking at the same mail carrier for thirteen years. Same yep, time I, every day. They just got to bark at them. They got to do it. There ain't no doubt. That's one of them things. That's what they're good for anyway. But but I, you know, I got I got a German short hair. I got two beagle. Uh, uh, what is there? Beagle. Uh, Walker Hound crosses. I got a little weenie dog. I got another dog that somebody <laughs> dumped. It. I don't even know what it is, but it's. I mean, I, I tend to them. That's the thing. I I put up with them anyway, so that's the main thing. But I tell you what, getting on that fishing them them good young catfish have got my number this week. I can't I can't figure out what the heck's going on with them right, right now. It's been a little slow. I think with the that big rise and that big drop it's got everything screwed up you know well I, you know i think so but i mean they're it's so it's so strange because you know and i've talked about this before normally when the water comes up the fish go shallow when it goes down they go they go back out deep or deeper anyway and uh these rascals i, I don't know if they're confused or what because i fished from shallow water mid-range to deeper stuff and I tend to catch the same amount in the shallower water than I am in the deeper water. But the mid-range stuff, some days it's holding more of them, but they're just so they're so hard to detect right now as far as the bite's concerned. Yeah, it sounds like it's, they're scattered. They're just not grouped I mean, up. They're from I mean, shallow deep. Just, they're just not balled up yet. I know, and it it's kind of seems like they're wanting to move to the bulkheads, but they're, there's just not the bait up there yet for nah, them to do it. It's so. kind of early for that, but. It, it is, you know, typically that happens around Easter, you know, Yeah. and that's, uh, that, you know, it's just my typical rule of thumb. Some, somewhere around Good Friday there, the shad always move to the bulkheads. And, now you got to wait yeah. on them pear trees and red bud trees to bloom. That's what now, that always it, went by. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I guarantee you. I always, I always heard it was the dogwoods when the dogwoods start blooming. Yeah. That the fish are spawning. So that's what I kind of pay attention to when them dogwoods start getting them them blooms on them it's time or, or just budding out anyway so mm-hmm. it's you know and the the large mouth you know i've been fishing for them a whole lot they're they're trying to get up there there's a lot of buck bass up in the shallow stuff right now and they got they got another two different tournaments going on today they got a 3f tournament going on out of stallway today and then conroe bass has their weekend series going on today also so they're going to be out there in the rain pretty good <clears throat> for the most of the day anyway so yeah. we'll see how that goes i may if it's not raining too bad i may try to make the the 3f way in today and see see how them them fellas did so because it's uh that's usually a pretty good group of people in that one not sure how many how many teams they're going to end up with but i talked to a couple of them yesterday and they're there, you know, some of them are catching fish, some are having a hard time finding them. So I help them out as much as I can anyway. And it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things like, like I say, they've, for the most part, those fish are, the, the bucks are pretty much up there shallow getting ready to do their thing. And then the females, I just haven't found any, any of the bigger females yet, but that's coming. I mean, it's, there's no doubt I'm going to run across a few of them. And then that, you know, I got that, that Brandon Belts happening on the 24th and 25th of this month on, on Conroe. And that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's right there at that full moon. So when that full moon happens, and the water temperatures I'm running across, I mean, yesterday found some 65-degree water temperature. So it's it's getting there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I'm actually, I think I'm fixing to start chunking a buzz bait out there. And even a frog, and try to see if I can't find some of those topwater fish that, that want to bite. Because that you yeah, get that water, get you a pattern on some good ones. Because man, that that's going to be here before you know it. You're running out of time. 
I know it. I know it. As a matter of fact, because, well, like I've got, I think, Monday, and I'm going to do a half a day Tuesday because I gotta go, I'm got to go. i going to go set up for the fishing show next week. It's coming up. Oh, so boy. I know. So I'll be setting up for the fishing show Tuesday, and we're going to start it Wednesday and go through Sunday, and then the lake goes off limits, and i got two days that Thursday and Friday before to, to do some real serious practicing so I get to see if that full moon brings them up or not. So we'll see. You'll see how it all works out. That's that's the main thing. And that's you know, that's that's it. I've got some areas found where where I've got some, you know, nice buck bass in there, but I just hadn't like I say I hadn't found any of them females yet. So it's uh that's what I gotta do. I gotta get on the hunt for them bigger ones and, and I just gotta find those areas where they're they're staging to move up or yeah. with that full moon coming up it's a real possibility they they'll go ahead and make that move especially with the water temp like it is you know the problem the biggest problem with it is the water color is off so you, you're not really going to be able to you know the sight fishermen are going to be in trouble because they're not going to be able to see yeah them. they'll be handicapped yeah. on that deal flipping the you know bed yeah bed yeah that'll that. be unless it can clean up between now and then that and it may do it, but with this rain coming today, I got a feeling it's it's going to help keep it a little bit off color. So, because some of the places are clearing up some, but they're you know, and there's I only know one area where you could probably you may be able to sight fish them. That's way up north in the jungle. There's just some little areas that aren't affected by the runoff, and then. After that, everything else is just—it's muddy, and it's—it's it's trying to clear up, but it's still muddy. I mean, it's—it's it's just not a, not not a good sight fishing deal right now. Right. And you know, especially like I said, we get a little bit more rain, it's just going to add to it. So, it's—it's it's just going to be a minute, and it—it probably clear up right afterwards. And everybody, you'll see everybody will start seeing these giants up there, and. <clears throat> Right after it, you got the big bass tournament coming. So they, uh, it's coming the weekend after the Brandon Belt deal's on. So it's, right. I'm ready, ready to see what them bigger ones do. Because with that moon up and the water temperatures like they are, there's gonna be some big ones pull in. And it's just a matter: of, is it gonna be a 14 pounder this year, or is it gonna be, uh, you know, the tens that we normally catch? You know, we had that. One year we had that one giant caught, and other than that, for the most part, ten pounders usually rule the game. Ten to eleven pound fish usually do it on Conroe for the yeah. for the big bass. Wow. So yeah, I'm just ready to get on a big one. I ain't seen one in a minute, so anything over six seven pounds, I'll be happy with. Oh, and I had a, another listener old gun show Joe said to tell Richard to have you a small ice chest up there at the fishing show. He'll bring you some halibut. Perfect, Sat perfect, man. Saturday. That's great. Uh-huh. I love it. I love it. That's ain't nothing wrong with that. See, I get I get people feeding me, Mickey. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. I guarantee you. Yeah, All Joe's, right, Joe's probably some stuff before. All right, All man. Right. Well, hey, I got to run, my friend. If somebody wants to call you about coming up to Conroe and hanging out with you, man, how they get a hold of you, Richard? All right, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, more dogs coming your way, brother. All right, see ya. <laughs> Have fun, Mickey. All right, later, man. All right, that's Fish Dude up on Conroe. Let's run over to Matagorda now and check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski this morning. Charlie P., what's up? Hey, good morning, Mickey. How you doing, brother? Uh, another day older. Yeah, another, another day, day older. Old. Look how wise you are. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wise enough to be laying in bed this morning. Atta boy. That's uh, that's what I'm going to be doing when I get out of here this morning. I, my dog got me up at 1230. I just got dressed just came to work. Watched Would you have some bad weather come through or something? Yeah, I had some showers come through, and dog went in a bad mode. Golly, sleepless yeah. nights. It happens. 
Yeah. yeah. Got out yesterday. Me and Randy went. I didn't. Didn't. I didn't. I hadn't had a party this week. But Bosick, uh, old Randy yeah. Bosick, good old right. boy there. But uh, gosh, there wasn't many people on the water when I came in. It was more more trucks in the parking lot. But uh, right, I don't know. I don't know where they were. You know. I, I saw Bink out there yesterday and one other guy and his son, and, and that was it. But catching fish was no problem. In fact, you know, they were more like, I wanted to keep a few fish to eat this weekend. and uh, Right. Hell, they were all 19, 20-inch fish. <laughs> None of those 15s to 16s. So, Dang. Had to kill a few of them. Well. So, but. It was no problem catching them. No problem That's at all. What did y'all catch yeah. them on? Tails? I threw a tail, and he threw that voodoo shrimp under a cork. Right. And uh, you, ever, you ever throw this bass sassy called a salty snack? No. It looks like a corky devil. Right. And, you know, I put a lead head on it. I've been, I've been oh, throwing it for a while. Oh, you put it on time. a leg. It's kind of like the old Paul Brown. Remember when he made those... Uh, Right, eel looking right, right, baits. Right. Boy, I used to catch a lot of fish on them in the plum. Yeah, it's called a salty well, that's the snack. Only two colors. I'll get it. A salty snack. It comes I, like man, I, I got to call Robin and get some of those. I love that kind of a bait, man. You can put that on a light head, and you can suspend that, man. Them try to lead it up. They love that kind yeah. of proportion. And you can you can you can throw it further too. Right, it'll but jump. It's a, it's a it's a good big trout bait. The, the Problem is it'll tear easier on that lead head, but uh, that's all right. You know, with the, with the limits the way it is, who cares about that? Exactly. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a good big trout bait. Uh, you can re, you can re, I think it's designed really to to, to rig weedless because when I first got them, we've got a reef in West Matagorda Bay that an artificial reef that they had built that uh, just all rocks, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I got it to, to, to rig weedless and, uh, keep from getting hung up. But, but I like to throw it in the open bank. They like it. You know, you catch bigger fish with it. So that's, that's what I threw all day. And, um, it, it was good. It was good. We caught fish. We fished about three different spots and caught fish in all three of them. You know, you, you you have to catch these windows this time of year, and uh, it's been good Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And who's ever out there this morning is going to catch them too before all this stuff gets rotten. So. Yeah, I'm looking at that salty snack. It's got uh, little ridges on it like the little balls. Right. Yeah, I right. like that. I like those, uh, that little balls. I like those ridges on it. Oh, yeah. I think when trout grab it, it feels kind of, you know, it. they like it. Yeah, I use that a lot when I'm wading in West Matagorda Bay. Right. But, uh, yeah, that bait looks like it'd be good, uh, rigged with one of those worm weights and rig it weedless, man. You can take that through grass and drop it off in potholes, you know, with a real light weight on it. Boy, I bet that'd be awesome, man. Yeah, I'm surprised people don't use it more, but, uh, it's a good bait. There's just so much to throw nowadays. I mean,. I mean, look look at the amount of lures from different companies and, and the varieties from soft plastics to hard. It's, I mean, you can't throw yeah. all the stuff that's out there. I mean, you just got to stick with what you know, and that's kind of what I do. I can't – I don't have any room to put all that stuff. No, I know. I know. I don't know what we would have done if we would have had all that stuff back in the day. Boy, there ain't no telling stuff we have now, <laughs> rod and reels and the line. You know, the the drags on these reels and the quality line we have nowadays. Look at all the giant fish we used to break off because of inadequate drag systems and bad line and everything else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been through a lot. We've got it pretty good right now. Pretty good. We getting them lineups on each shoreline when them big trout, them herds of them giant ones would come down that shoreline on tide exchanges, and everybody's bowing up, and all you hear is cussing <laughs> yeah. from one end of the lineup to the other. 
using the Lord's yeah. name in vain. I just lost the biggest trout of my life, and just oh, it it was common. It was just inadequate tackle for what we had. The kind of monster fish we were on. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Just glad I got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel sorry for those that missed it. I know. I've, there's so many nice young fishermen coming up through the ranks. I just wish they could have just a couple of years of that just to give them a sampling of what, what, it, what it's really like to stand knee-deep in big, giant fish like that. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. They seem to ball be lazy. I mean, it wasn't now. easy. Not everybody caught them like that. But, I mean, if you knew what you were doing, and you you could find them and, and work them over. Well, that's what our job was, was to teach those people how to catch those fish. Yeah, how to look for them, how to find them, how to catch them once you got on them, you know, how not to mess it up, bust all through them, walk all over them. That was the biggest yeah, deal nobody, back in the days. Keep people from walking through the through the schools. Yeah, these people nowadays they don't even want to get out and hunt. That's the best part of it. Is get out and find them on your own, your own school. Sure. Yeah, because really, once catch. you get on them, anybody can catch them. Finding them and knowing what to do with them—that's the big deal, right there. That's yeah. the art of it. That's the art. I of think the deal. that's that's why we're not seeing a lot of people fishing right now. They're just waiting for croaker season so they can go catch them easily. Yeah, well, good luck I don't know. with that. Buy you a bucket <laughs> of croakers to catch three trout. Boy, howdy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. All right, Charlie. Well, man, it's always good talking to you, and uh, you're going with the 49ers, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd like to I'm going with Purdy and McCaffrey. One. Yeah, I like McCaffrey, don't you? Yeah, buddy. I do. That's a... That's a that's a badass white boy. <laughs> He's I'm something else, you. man. He is a he tough is little booger. He'll All butt right. heads with him. Yes, he will. All right, man. We'll throw him out a number, Charlie, if somebody wants to give you a call. 713-725-2401. All right, my friend. Charlie, have a good one. Good talking to you, man. See you. Thank you. Take care, Mickey. All right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610, top of the hour. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 